Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Please join me in a word of prayer, closing your eyes and opening your heart. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In that Redeemer, dear fellow saints of the Most High God, the message today looks to the epistle reading, which has already been shared from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So I hold that before you, but I won't repeat it for you. I want you to imagine you leave here today, and you meet someone, and they ask you, well, how was church today? And there's no pastor around, so you can answer it honestly. But before you do, let's think about that question and dig a little deeper. Let's explore it a bit. Usually the question behind the question is, worship, what's in it for me? From the angle or standpoint of the music, the message, how it's delivered, what songs we sing, the speed, the tempo, the length of the message. And if that's the motive, then it's a bad question. So let's ask some more questions. First of all, is worship for God or from God? And is worship for me only or for others also? Consider the problem in Corinth there were worshipers there who were speaking in tongues, and they were in it for themselves. And Paul condemns them for failing to build up the other believers. In Corinth, worshipers speaking in tongues failed to edify their fellow saints. Now, that may not be the pressing problem in our midst but this text points us to the never-changing goal of worship. In divine service, the divine Jesus serves us with his word and sacraments, his means of grace, so that we can turn around and serve him and one another. Here our German Lutheran heritage can come to our aid and help us understand. The German word for worship is Gottesdienst. Let me translate that for you if you are unfamiliar. It's translated as worship, but literally it means God's service or God's work. God at work in our midst, on our hearts, in our lives. Jesus, God himself, the very word spoken at creation that made all of this come into being, comes to us in this setting. He has promised that where two or three are gathered in his name, there he will be in our midst. God said, and it is so. The same word that created all this comes with the same power 
to create faith, to strengthen faith, to sustain faith. That same word spoken by the fathers, spoken through the prophets, apostles, and evangelists is now spoken to us. That same word that said, let there be light, now says, your sins are forgiven. This is my body. This is my blood. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you are mine. I am with you and for you. You have my blessing, or in Paul's parlance, my gifts. You see, in worship, God welcomes us. He calls us, even as he did Peter and John and James and the rest of the disciples. But God also serves us, presses, pressing on our hearts his word of forgiveness, earned when Jesus served us by dying on Calvary's cross. God serves us, giving us the new birth of holy baptism. And God serves us by feeding us with his own body and blood. God serves us, loving us. He serves us, setting us free to love him, setting us free to serve those he has given us to love in our lives, in this congregation, our community, our world. So, is worship for God or for me. In every other religion, the worshipers gather to serve their gods, but in Christian worship, the true God has gathered us so that he can serve us. Gottesdienst, worship moves from God to us, and then it bounces back up to God in response and also out among us. What's in worship for me? Good question. And there's a good answer as well. For the answer is Jesus himself. Jesus himself meets us in worship. In worship, Jesus comes to us to serve us, giving us his good news, nurture, for sharing, outreach, and his love, fellowship, for caring, service. Christ's body, the church, lives by these five functions. Worship, Jesus comes to us. Nurture, his word for us. Outreach, his word for all. Fellowship, his deeds among us. And service, his deeds for others. In Christ, and in his body, worship is life's beating heart. It's the Holy Spirit's life-giving, life-sustaining breath. Elsewhere, St. Paul tells us that our lives are to be lived in worship. In Romans 12, the first verse, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, his mercies given to us through Christ, but here in the worship setting, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Today in this worship service, Jesus comes to each one of you himself 
He makes himself your brother. He brings you, forgiven by his dying on the cross, into the presence of his heavenly Father. And then he sends you forth to serve others with his own strong Holy Spirit. So take a good look at one another, each of you worshiping here today. As surely as Jesus comes to give you himself, today Jesus comes to give us to each other. Your brother Jesus says, these are your brothers and sisters. You are all newborn babes of one heavenly Father. And so my Spirit has given you gifts in order to build each other up, to share my love on earth. Paul says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. All these, our spiritual gifts as well as our talents and godly passions, are empowered, says Paul, by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Our lives are lives of worship, granted us by the Holy Spirit who gifted us with the grace and gifts of our Heavenly Father as we strive to excel in building up the church. So it is my prayer that we are eager for the manifestations of the Spirit that Paul speaks of here that God gave to his people in Corinth and still gives to his church today. The Spirit gives us his ordinary and extraordinary gifts alike as he best desires. And like Paul, we can pray for that fresh outpouring of the Spirit on a daily basis so that we might continue to love our God and one another just as he in Christ loves us. And that's precisely what divine service Gottestein is. So no wonder that we fall on our knees in adoration and worship. No wonder that we're here today and come as often as we can in order to give our God praise for the forgiveness, life, and salvation he has given us in Jesus Christ and the gift he's given us in one another. To God be the praise and the glory today and forever. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, your risen and reigning Lord. Amen.